Oh, hi there. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. We're a Harry Potter podcast. We moan and groan about all things Harry Potter. I'm Emily. I'm Katie. Welcome, y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> we are back with part two of Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes, I almost said Chamber of Secrets again. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny? Yes. When, so, like, when I, or I work for the orchestra, and when people were talking about, like, the concert for this movie, the people who didn't know, like, how to say Azkaban came up with the weirdest ways to yes. pronounce it please, when they were, like, tell. on the phone. The one I heard the most was, like, Azkaban. Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. It was just funny to listen to these, like, 70-year-old ladies that I work with who had no idea... <laughs> Like, what to pronounce anything in Harry Potter as. They were trying to be like, yeah, we have the next Harry Potter coming up, the Prisoner of Azkaban, and, like, people on the phone would be like, what? <laughs> That's hilarious. It was cute to me. Oh, my God. Love it. Precious moment. Precious moment. <laughs> so today, we are discussing uh, two of three, second part. Yes. Uh, it is 8 through 15 for the yes. chapters? Yep, 8 through 15. So starting with Flight of the Fat Lady and Bum-bum. ending with the Quidditch final. Is that the last one? Yes. Yes. Cool. So just like last time, our floods for these are going to be our favorite sections of this part of the book. So, Emily, what was your favorite part of this section? My favorite part of this section was getting to see Cedric and Chow! <laughs> I love it, and then you get a little peek into them for the next Aww. book, and it's, like, so fun and cute, and Cedric's so noble, and Harry's already got a little crush on Cho. I know. And that's so precious. I know. One literally yells at him during that match, and he's like, Harry, stop being a gentleman! <laughs> Knock her off her broom! It's so funny. It's, it's so really funny. It's sweet. It's so cute! And I love both of them so much. I think much. this is honestly, like, the only book that I like Quidditch in. Me too. To be honest. Me too. It's fun. Yeah. We get a good couple matches in this one. And we do. a good time. Yeah. Well, except for this one with Cedric. But, <laughs> well, still, yeah, that one's, that one's not as great. Still good times. But all the other ones are great. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. There's no, like, you know, big, horrible thing happening. There's not... Harry getting knocked off his broom. There's not him being chased. Well, it's like good old fashioned Quidditch. It's what Quidditch is supposed to be. And he just happens to, to faint in one of them, and it's fine. Yeah, so. it's what Quidditch is anyway, supposed to be. I just love seeing two of my faves that you know we didn't really get to see yet, and here they I are, know. and then they're going to be it's in the next the one. Beginning of Cedric and Cho, and it's I exciting. love them. I love them so much. Katie, yes. what is your favorite part of this section? My favorite part is honestly the Quidditch final and just how emotional Wood gets when he finally wins. He's like literally sobbing. Uh, he's so him. excited. I get so excited that for That it's him. his last year oh, no, and he won his last it. match. Oh, it's so God. sweet. And I just love, like, I, that match is fun to read. It's long compared to other Quidditch matches, yeah. but like the commentary is fun and it's just so exciting. In the end, I love it. So I love it. I love it. It's so lighthearted. Both of us are not like big fans of Quidditch in the movies or the books, but here we are, both loving Quidditch for this section of the book. I know it was fun. I was torn between that or the the prior Quidditch match where like Malfoy tries to like scare Harry and ends up getting just scared out of his wits when Harry like sends a Patronus at him. I love that part too. Oh my god. Okay, 
All right. Let's get into it. Katie. Yes. As usual, you will take us through, and I've got some discussion questions from Pottermore and Scholastic, and maybe some questions from myself. Okay. So. Perf. Flight of the Fat Lady. Flight of the Fat Lady. Let's go. Picks up right after we leave out of Lupin's, like, Boggart lesson. Mm -hmm. So, um, how does this chapter start? Hold on one second. (laughs) This starts with the beginning of Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Um, what is just giving them this, like, huge speech, and he's like, we are not going to win. We are the best fucking team in this entire school. <laughs> um, and it's, I don't know, like, everyone, even, like, Fred and George are like, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, so yep. that's kind of cute. Um, and then they're talking about the first Hogsmeade weekend is coming up. Harry's all depressed. Harry's all depressed. Um... Crookshanks runs after Scabbers, and this is the first time that Ron and Hermione kind of get, like, into it. super into it about Crookshanks and Scabbers. Oh, and then this is when Lavender's rabbit dies. Mm. Um, oh my god, and Lavender's, like, crying about it, and Hermione's, like, kind of being a little bit of a bitch and being like, I mean, well, you were dreading this? Like, really? And Ron's just like, don't mind, Lavender. Hermione doesn't really care about people's pets at all. Oh my god, it begins. It begins <laughs> right there. Oh my god. Um, and then Harry tries to decide to ask McGonagall if she can sign his permission form for Hogsmeade. So... Yeah, this first half of this section is them going to Hogsmeade and Harry just kind of being left in the castle and being left out and sad. Is this the one where Lupin invites him? This is the one where Lupin invites him. Yeah, and oh, and Snape comes in with the the Wolfsbane potion. Yes. And Harry is like, don't drink it! Don't drink it! (laughs) He's trying to kill you! Lupin is so sweet to him. That was another thing that I was thinking. Oh, that kind of is my fave part of this, but just like how wonderful and just a beautiful, kind soul Lupin is to Harry. I know. He's so pleasant oh, to him. God. Just invites him over. So what do they talk about? They talk about... What do they talk about this time? Oh, this is when Harry, like, asks him why he didn't let him fight the, the bar yes. in their class. Yes. And Lupin's kind of like... I thought it'd be obvious. I thought it would gonna it was gonna turn into Voldemort and Harry's like, nah. I'm more scared of Dementors than mm-hmm. I am of Tom. <laughs> um Okay, so I actually do have a question. Okay. Um it is from Scholastic. Why is Lupin the only other person adult besides Dumbledore to say Voldemort? Plus he's also not scared of the name. Or he is scared of the name, but, like, he believes that, like... His whole thing is teaching you to face your fears and shit. Conquer them. Right. So I think that that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Is that he don't don't give two shits. Yeah. I think also it's, like... Like, he took everything from me. So Mm -hmm. what am I gonna do? Right. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. All the more. I'm gonna say it. He has no shit to give. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, and I think that it's to, like, show that he's, like, a trustworthy and brave, caring person. Like mm-hmm. Dumbledore is. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Uh, but, you know, in Harry's mind. Yeah. You know? And it is what makes them decide to trust him pretty early on. Like, mm-hmm. they make a note to be like, wow, he said his name. So they discuss that, and Lupin tells him that he is wise. Mm-hmm. 
because he fears fear. Right. How philosophical <laughs> of a little boy. Oh my god. That's hairy for you, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then is that when Snape comes in, or so do then they... That's, that's okay. when Snape comes in. Um, or Harry's kind of like, I think he's about to ask him about the Dementors and how to beat him, and then Snape comes in. Yes. Um, and brings him the goblet of the potion, and um, kind of makes a face when he sees that Harry's there. <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, nothing really happens. Harry's kind of like, you know, he's after that Defense Against the Dark Arts job, and Lupin's like, yeah, well, I better get back to work, see you later. Like, he just totally brushes it off. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well, all right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So this is all happening on Halloween. And so then they get... Oh, that's right. This all happens on Halloween. Like, the Hogsmeade trip was on Halloween day. Wow. So then Ron and Hermione get back that night and give Harry, like, all of his sweets and stuff, and then they go to the feast, and the feast is super fun, but then they get back to the common room, and the fat lady is nowhere to be found. So let's check it so far. Halloween. (laughs) Big important night for witches and wizards. Yeah. So far, um, the Potters have died, and (laughs) a uh, a troll was in the dungeon, and the Chamber of Secrets was opened, <laughs> and now Sirius Black is in the castle with a right. knife. <laughs> <laughs> Shit goes down on Halloween every year. Let's try and think and see if we're correct on the next ones. I think okay. the, the next one is when Harry's Nick goes, oh, I'm on fire! Yeah. And, <laughs> very sorry. Oh my Very God. sorry. What happens in five on Halloween? I don't know. Let's Maybe think that's when she internet. becomes High Inquisitor or something. Oh, or I wonder. Early? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What about Maybe six? that's when Harry has his first detention, maybe? Mm. I don't know. Is it the hand thing, maybe? No, because it's like his first class that he keeps talking yeah, shit. But maybe it is. Oh, because maybe he has to miss the Halloween feast or something. Maybe. It wouldn't be his first one, but maybe. I don't know. Oh. What about Six. I don't know. I don't know about these ones. We'll have to watch out for it. Watch out for it when we get to those books. Wow. Yeah, so, so far Halloween's been kind of a shit show on a very important holiday. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason. goes down. Timothy picked that very auspicious night to go murder his one weakness, his one adversary in the world who can take him down. Yeah. He's a... He's a dramatic. A man of superstition and dramatics. He's so extra. So, yeah, this, this holiday keeps kind of being horrible. Yeah. So, yes. So, she gets attacked. And, and they all have a big sleepover in the... Yes. Great hall. Big, poofy sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us into the next chapter. The next chapter starts with them all going into the Great Hall. Yes. And everyone... Napping down. Um, this is when uh, Snape comes in and first asks Dumbledore, like, if he... He doesn't say Lupin's name, but we know that, like, he's asking him if yes. he's sure that Lupin isn't the one who would be helping Sirius into yes. the castle. Um, but no one knows what he's talking about. And then we find out that Sir Cadogan is the one who gets the job to be the new portrait. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, and then it's the, the grim Quidditch match. Yes. So, horrible conditions. 
Oh, wait, before oh. that. It's the Defense Against the Dark Arts class where Snape is Yes, teaching. okay, we gotta talk about this. So, they come in, mm-hmm. rut row, it's Snape. And he is, like, scrapping all their shit, and mm-hmm. all the kids are, like, pissed. Right. They're like, oh, my, don't think he so. He treats Hermione like a piece of shit here. Yeah, what's he do? He calls her an insufferable know-it-all. <laughs> Big tooth clip for clogs. <laughs> <laughs> He is, um, oh, he does tell them to turn to page 394 in the book, too. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, she... Classic. Well, she's kind of trying to tell him, like, this is what we've covered so far, and he's like, I didn't ask for information, I was just commenting on stuff, and then, (laughs) and then he asks, he goes to werewolves, and he asks if anyone knows the difference between a werewolf and an actual wolf. And Hermione raises her hand in the air, but he ignores her. Yes. Like, he doesn't let her answer it. And so then Hermione starts to, like, answer the question anyway. <laughs> and then he's like, that's the second time he's spoken out of turn. You big tooth clever clogs. You insufferable know-it-all. <laughs> what an awful, And then awful Ron defends person. her, unlike in yes. the movie, when he yes. is like, he's right about that. Disgusting! I hate it. <laughs> I get so mad. Yeah, really awful. And then, um, and then assigns homework two rolls of parchment about werewolves. Yes. And is it not in there something about, like, how to kill a werewolf? Or am I making that up? Or is that a fandom thing? I can't remember now. I swear yeah. he says something yeah, about yeah, killing yeah. werewolves. You, that's their essay. Yes. Two rolls of parchment on the ways you recognize and kill werewolves. What a disgusting human being. What an evil person. I hate him so much. What an evil person. It's like, here we are back at it again. We just finished this last episode screaming about him and the way that he treats Neville and how disgusting it is and right back into it. With Hermione. We've, we've got one chapter that passes by until here we go. Snape sucks. Again. He sucks. Yeah. Like, this is ooh. why I will never, ever, ever change my mind about him, no matter what happens no. in the last book with him. He still sucks. You can't erase six books of hate because he has nope, one nope, chapter nope. where he's doing good things. <laughs> oh my god. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. He's awful. I don't care if he, like, did stuff to say... I don't care if he was a spy and put his life at risk. Okay, goody for you. You also abuse children for a living. Ones that were not even hairy. Yeah. What a disgusting old man. I wonder if he treats students in, like, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw this way, too. I don't, like... Is this, is this how he's been the whole time? Or is, like, he just get nasty because Harry's there and he doesn't like the reminder? Yeah. What the fuck? I hate it. Also, like... Uh, Lupin can't be the only person to be witness to his behavior. And it's, like, even if they did tell Dumbledore, he's not gonna get rid of him. No. Just, like... 
he continues to make choices that do not keep these kids safe. And I don't care if it's about housing a fucking stone and a giant dog in the castle. I don't care what it is that he's doing. I don't care if it's Harry, Ron, and Hermione. It doesn't matter to me. There are other kids that are in jeopardy because of the abuse of a teacher. Right. At the very least. Yeah. Besides other, like, mortal dangers that exist at the school. But that he allows a disgusting person who abuses verbally and emotionally abuses children Mm -hmm. to teach at the school and to continue teaching there and has been teaching there forever. It's gross. I hate him so much. He thinks he's a real big tooth clever clogs. That's the last time I'm going to say it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just disgusting to me and I hate him. I hate him. Great character. Hate him so much. He's one of my favorite characters because he's so <laughs> no. fucking complex, but like... He's awful. He's shit. Terrible person. And that, yeah, that's why I hate Dumbledore so much too, or part of it, yeah. because it's just like he... He doesn't seem like he cares about like a student's, a student's well-being ever. I don't... That's what I don't get, is that you're like... We're seeing him in Fantastic Beasts or whatever, that he, you know, is like a very caring an engaging teacher mm-hmm. and that you know i'm sure that before harry was there was the same way as a headmaster but like he is so selfish <laughs> at the expense of others it will never not be about the greater good for him mm-hmm. it will never not be about the greater good i know yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Those two, woof. Woof. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about in the future for them. But for yeah, now, definitely. Snape's awful. Snape Moving sucks. on. <laughs> the Quidditch match. So now we get on to the Quidditch match, and this is the one where it is thundering. They mm-hmm. find out last minute that they are playing Hufflepuff because they are supposed to play Slytherin. Yes. But Malfoy is melting his injury so they don't have to play in the bad weather. Yes. And Harry sees... The Grim in the the bleachers, I guess. Yes. And ends up- <laughs> He's a dog watching Quidditch. Nothing unusual to just see sitting, here. I just see him sitting in, like, the very top row off in the yes. corner all by himself, just, like, watching Quidditch. Yes. <laughs> just, like, an abandoned row of bleachers. Just this big-ass dog, like, <laughs> hey, I go to school here, too. Game. And then the Dementors come onto the field, and Harry falls off his broom, and um, everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's the first time that he really hears, like, the memory of, like, what Lily is actually saying. Yeah. When? Just to scream before. And what is it? What are the exact words? She says, not Harry, not Harry, please not Harry, and Voldemort says, stand aside, you silly girl, stand aside now, and she says, not Harry, please no, take me, kill me instead. Will do. And then um, <laughs> Harry falls, and then she says, not Harry, please have mercy, and then that's it. Yeah, so... Rough stuff. Rough stuff. <laughs> rough stuff well, that, is that the first time that Harry knows that, like, his mom didn't have to die? That, like, Voldemort was at first, like, step aside, I'm not yeah. gonna hurt you. Like, that's when he kind of figures that out. Yeah, because he was... <laughs> he was trying to be nice... <laughs> To his loyal follower's side piece, apparently. (laughs) 
Jesus. God. I always thought for a while when he, I mean, like, silly girl is a rude thing to say in general, but, like, calling her girl, I was like, how dare you? She's a woman. And I'm like, oh, um, no, I'm a girl. She's and she's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> dare you <laughs> I'm just, it's so they're so young they're so young they're so young okay ugh and then this is ahead of the game so maybe I won't say it I just have things to say when he starts when Harry starts doing his lessons oh for the Patronus the yeah okay so we'll, we'll get to that we're that. not there yet but yeah and then so this is he's in the hospital and we find out that his trusty Nimbus 2000 is now in pieces. And that the beautiful, glorious, compassionate Cedric called for a rematch. I know. And that he said, that's not fair. We shouldn't. Nope. Nope, nope. Yeah. But they won. They won anyway. So I've got some questions. This one's from Pottermore. Is Cedric more noble than he is competitive? And this is an interesting question to be going forward into the next book as well. Yeah. Is he more noble than competitive? Yes. Yeah, I think right <laughs> now he is because he only wants to win if it's fair. Yes. He is just and loyal. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. That's I so have kind. no time for people who don't like Cedric. Oh! I have no time for them. He is so good. I and love even him. even in Goblet of Fire, it's like if Harry does him a favor, he wants to do a favor back. Right. Harry helped him with the spider. Well, it's only fair. Right. You should go. Yep. No, you hooker! Harry Don't say that. Win a game. Dragons. Right. Ugh God. I know. I love him. I don't know why I just called him he a hooker. Like the true, the true <laughs> definition of a Hufflepuff. I feel like more so than any of the other Hufflepuff characters we see, except maybe Newt. Oh no! Well, now I'm just thinking about Dumbledore's little speech after he oh, dies. No. We're not he there yet. I'm a true Hufflepuff. I'm gonna cry. Okay, well, I love but... Cedric so much. <laughs> yes, he is the most noble and valiant and beautiful warrior from. Huffer Puffer that Huffer anybody Puffer. ever did see. I love him. And I love him so much. And oh, I just, so it's good. like, it's like hard in this one and in the fourth one. It's so hard for Harry not to like him. <laughs> even though. He, he doesn't want to. Nobody wants to like him. Even like the Wheezies are like, God, Cedric. He's <laughs> just too good. He's just so good. Oh, I love Cedric. Okay, let's move on. So Harry is distraught. He is over distraught. His <laughs> so sad. Good thing he'll get another freebie. Ugh. Easy living. God. Brooms <laughs> are expensive. Hell yeah. So expensive. Ginny made him a get well card. Ginny's so sweet. She's so she starts to come out of her shell a little bit in this book. Like, she still has moments where she's definitely, like, little schoolgirl in this book, but she also has moments where she's very huffy and, like, badass yeah. a little bit. Maybe not badass quite yet, but, she's like, so the attitude is starting to come out a little she's bit. She's a little bitch, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> she's a little bitch. I love her. Yeah, I, w I was feeling disappointed that at the beginning of the book that her little introduction again was, oh, she was all nervous and red in the face, and she was, uh, I'm like, ugh, God. Yeah. Come on. I know. It's, I'm excited to see for her in the next book when she's in it a little bit more again, 
um, to like kind of see her character coming out. And I hope that it happens because this year she's making friends and becoming more confident in mm-hmm. herself. I know. I hope so. I'm. I can't remember when like she really changes as a character if it's in Goblet or if it's not until Order. That I hope really it is because it's, it's kind of BS that all of a sudden she's just like badass Jitty Weasley all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I think Goblet is probably like the, the transition book for her. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. So you can yeah. see little bits of it, but it's like she's still 12. Right, <laughs> so I know. She's still really little. She's just a baby. Um, yeah, so they have their class with Lupin, their first time back after Snape's lesson, and they're, like, complaining about the essay, and so he's like, okay, you don't have to do it. How would you feel? Because they tell him what happened, right? and he knows what that is, and the fact that, like, they were all, like, prepared to do it, and that he was gonna have, because this, he's teaching this across, like, I don't know, at least a hundred... Right. Like a hundred essays about how your students would kill you. That's wild. What a horrible person. I can't. Like, how did he keep it together in that moment? I know. Oh, God. I think it's because Lupin, of all people, like, understands, like, where Snape is coming from a little bit, probably. Like, he knows how awful James and Sirius were to him. Yeah, but still. But still. It's been years. Let it go. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. He's not even a little I, bit professional. I hate him so much. Um. So then when the lesson leaves, Lupin tells Harry that he wants a word, and then that's when Harry... They talk about the Dementors, and they make arrangements to start having, yes. like, Patronus lessons. Yes. So then I've got another question. Okay. From Pottermore again. Why is Harry so determined to learn and perfect a Patronus? Because the Dementors have, like, fucked shit up for him so much. He is, I think it's just he's because he's affected them a so lot deeply. Yeah. And he doesn't want to feel like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's especially powerful after um, the first, like, two chapters of this book that Mm -hmm. he he really said enough's enough with his home life. I'm not going to feel like this anymore. I'm not going to be treated like this anymore. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And so then, now at school, to be constantly feeling like shit when he said no to it before. Right. But there's no way. He doesn't have the skills. He can't just leave. Yeah. He can't leave when the Dementors are there. He's going to faint. Right. So it's like he he doesn't have the tools to walk away. Mm-hmm. So he needs it. Because yeah. he's trying to like take some control over his life. Yeah. Oh, this poor I boy. So Lupin is the only one who helps him. I know. <laughs> no one else helps him at all. God. This is like the tr- the true tragedy really begins now. It hurts my heart, too, how, like, in this scene, Harry, like, tells Lupin that, like, when he's near the Dementors, he can hear his mom's death. Yeah. And Lupin, like, kind of makes a move to, like, comfort him, and then he kind of, like, backs off a little bit. And I'm just like, again, Lily was one of his best friends. Yeah. And now he knows that Harry literally hears her, like, cries right before she dies. Yeah. God. 
Mm, it's all it. bad. Everyone's so sad it's all the time. It's so in this sad book. and dark. <laughs> this book is just so depressing. <laughs> Ugh, I hate it. But I love it. What happens next? Um, <laughs> then things start to get a little bit better. Then it's Christmas. Christmas time. Christmas time. So right before Christmas, they find out that there's another um, Hogsmeade trip, and then this is when he gets the Marauders map from yes. Fred and George. And it leads him right into Honeydukes, and so then um, it's Harry in Honeydukes with Ron and Hermione, and they're kind of fooling around, having a good time, and then they go <laughs> to the Three Broomsticks, and then that's where he hears the conversation okay. between, like, Fudge and McGonagall and everybody there about is it, Sirius Black. Is it Fudge, McGonagall, Flitwick, and Hagrid, just like in the... It is like in the movie. Fudge, Flitwick, yeah, and Madame Rosemary. Yes. Who the fuck is this group going to have drinks? I know. Honestly, I don't understand. Their drinks kind of entertain me yes, a little bit. Yes, read them off. McGonagall has a small gilly water. Yes. I wish it was that, like, the giggle water. <laughs> that would be funny. Hagrid gets a whole bunch of mulled mead. Yes. Flewix is my favorite. A yes. cherry syrup and soda with ice and an umbrella. <laughs> I love him. And then red currant rum is Fudge's drink. Yes. Now can That's I just funny? Can me. I tell you my dream? Because if Joanne can fuck with canon and timelines, then so can I. <laughs> my dream is that they all went to school together at the same time, mm-hmm. and that that's why they're good buddies. Yeah. I mean, Hagrid, you know, maybe we'll see. Hagrid, obviously But he's there because he's friends with the teachers, so it's, like, cool. So he gets to go out and whatever. I mean, McGonagall and Flitwick, I know for sure. Like, I think it says in McGonagall's, like, Pottermore thing that, like, they were always really good friends when they were teachers. Because both of them were hat stalls between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, Mm -hmm. and so they always kind of bonded over that. That, like, their roles could have been reversed. They're so cute! So I think that they, I like to think that they all went to school together. If only Sprout was there, and then it would be the golden trio of the teachers that were there together. Because it's my dream life that head boy and head girl, Tim and Minnie. Yeah. That's my dream. Because we know that Hagrid and Tom were at school at the same time. And then I know technically McGonagall was not. And I think it's funny if Fudge was and was, like, this little Slytherin who looked up to this, like, hot prefect. Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you so good? <laughs> I want to be powerful, too. I would be surprised. Fudge is probably kind of young. I mean, not super young, but, like, McGonagall's age. Yeah, I assume that they're the same age. So they're that's, that's... They might that's have been in the same year, in. but they probably would have been at Hogwarts at yeah. the same time. Maybe in different years, but, like... This is just my little headcanon, my little dream. I love it. So it's just like old school friends going out for drinks. Yeah, I think that's really cute. <laughs> that is kind of a weird group, though, if that's not the case. I know. Like, why would the Minister of Magic I go know. out with, like, the teachers? <laughs> so weird. So I, I think they're old school buddies. <laughs> Catching up. <laughs> I love it. So then, yes, Harry overhears the huge... More information about Black. So what is it that he learns here? That Sirius was the one who was the secret keeper. For the Potters. And told Voldemort. Yes. So he essentially... Is responsible for their death. Yes. 
and that then he killed his one of his best friends, Peter mm-hmm. Pettigrew. When he blew him up, confront him about it. All they could find was a finger. Yes. Oh, Hagrid gets so emo- emotional. <laughs> Hagrid. <laughs> he yells, Hagrid. He starts crying because he's like, I was the one who picked up Harry and Sirius was there that night and I yeah. comforted him because he was crying about their death. That, like, if that was true, like, it makes my heart clench up every time. Yeah. Like, if Sirius really was the one to do that. But, like, that story, like, Hagrid is so full of love and emotions and empathy. I know. And I love him so much. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and then he says that Sirius asked Hagrid to, like, let Harry take him that night. No, other way. Let Sirius take Harry. I know. And then Hagrid's like, what if I did? What if I did? That kid would be dead. (laughs) Oh, Hagrid. I'm like, no, he would have had such a good life. And then the ministry caught up with him later. If he took Harry, then he wouldn't have gone after Peter, I think. Yeah. Because he has responsibility to this baby. Right. But instead, yeah, everything was taken from him that night. I know. Off he goes. I forget that it doesn't happen that night, too. Like, I always, like, think of that, and I think that, like, Peter would have been there, and Sirius would have been there right after the murder happened, and Sirius just, like, tries to kill him on the spot, you know? Like, that's how I always kind of picture it happening, and I forget that it's, like, a couple days later is when Sirius, like, catches up with Peter. Yeah. Supposedly. In, like, Muggle London, because he's hiding. Yeah. Yeah. What a freak. What a little freak. (laughs) What a little freak. So, yeah, and then Harry gets, like, so upset hearing that, obviously. Describe his reaction, just so we can all be prepared for the movie and the comparison. Um... It doesn't really say, it just, I mean, the, the chapter ends with the teachers leaving, and it says Ron and Hermione, like, peek under the table and are lost for words, and then the next chapter opens, and it just says, Harry didn't have a very clear idea of how he managed to get back into the Honeyduke cellar. All he knew was that the return trip seemed to take no time, and that he hardly noticed what he was doing because his head was still pounding with a conversation he had just heard. Hmm. Um... Ron and Hermione were watching Harry nervously all through dinner, not daring to talk about what they'd overheard. Um, and then, um, when they get back from dinner, he just goes up to the empty dormitory, and then he starts looking through the photo album that Hagrid oh. gave him with his parents to look at, like, the picture. God! Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus, this kid. So no screaming in the snow. Oh my god, and then he's just like, if he hadn't known it was the same person in the photograph, he never would have guessed it was black. His face wasn't sunken and waxy, but handsome and full of laughter. Had he already been working for Voldemort at this point? Was he already planning the deaths of the two people next to him? Did he realize that he was facing 12 years in Azkaban that would make him unrecognizable? And then Harry thinks, but the Dementors don't have any effect on him. He doesn't have to hear my mom screaming if they get too close to him. It's not right. It's so sad. And then Ron, like, comes in and tries to talk to him, but Harry, like, pretends to be asleep because he doesn't want to talk to anyone, and that's pretty much how how it goes down. Oh my god, this boy. 
I feel for him so badly. And then the next morning, he hardly got any sleep. So powerful. And it's the, it's the first day of, like, Christmas, and he comes downstairs, he's just like, where is everybody? Oh, Harry. But, but he gets a fireball. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, and then again, like, Ron and Hermione are like, you can't do anything stupid. Like, they're warning him again, and are like, promise us you're not gonna do anything stupid, and, like, go after him. (laughs) This is, this is the split. This is the exact split, this moment in the book and the movie, from book Harry and movie Harry. Right. The exact split. He's just depressed. I'm gonna find him, I'm gonna kill him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Instead of just like, can I stop? I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'm pissed, but I'm not an idiot. Right. <laughs> so, the firebolt question. Well, I think he kind of says that, like, he almost does want to go after him a little bit because yeah, this is of when course. he tells Ron and Hermione, like, what he hears when Dementors get close to yes. him. And then Hermione's like, but there's nothing you can do. Like, he's gonna kill you if you go after him. Yeah. Well, he's not making threats. (laughs) It's the thing. He didn't know what he wanted to do. All he knew was the idea of doing nothing while Black was at liberty was almost more than he could stand. Yeah. Because Ron's like, so what are you saying? Do you want to kill him? And Harry's just like, I don't know. (laughs) That's poor fucking I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want him to be free anymore. Well, no. That's rational. Yeah. Screaming bloody murder in the snow, however. Uh, he was that friend! <laughs> I can't take it. It's like, in my head, I imagine the second time he screams that, that it pans out and birds fly away. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's how it is in my mind. And then they realize that Malfoy knew the whole yes. time. Because he was making snide comments about that in their potions class. Yes. Then, um, oh, then they go see Hagrid, and they find out that Buckbeak is on trial. Yes. For attacking Malfoy. Yes. (laughs) And then. (laughs) And then. Mary slap Miss Draco Malfoy. (laughs) Doesn't that come up real quick here? When she slaps him? Yeah. No, that's before Buckbeak dies, isn't it? Oh, is it? I swore that it was, they found out, and then he was making fun of that, like, it's gonna happen. Oh, maybe it is later. No, because this is just when they find out that there's a trial. That's right! It's not, not Mary Slapmas. loses the trial. I'm so sorry, it's not Mary Slapmas. That she goes and slaps him. Honestly, that's another thing that I like about the movie. I feel like a punch is more fitting than a, a punch slap. is real good. But Apparently she doesn't break her hand, Apparently the script even said that she is supposed to slap him, but Emma Watson decided to punch him instead. Amazing. And I'm like, I love it. Same. Um, so Hagrid is, like, super emotional again, but this time he's drinking tea, so he's not drunk. Good for him. Um, but yeah, they went down to Hagrid to try to make Harry feel better, and then they just end up, like, feeling bad because they find out that Hagrid is super upset, and, um, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Um, and then it's Christmas, and they get their presents, yes, and that's when Harry go. gets the firebolt. Firebolt time. 
Um, and Harry and Ron get really excited about it, and they're like, this is amazing, and they're trying to guess who would have sent it to him, and then Hermione comes in and is like, not having it. Not having it. Oh, and the sneakoscope goes off a few times. Because of? Because of scabbers. Scabs. So Hermione does the unthinkable. Yeah. And she tells McGonagall. Oh, and before that happens, oh. they have the, like, Christmas dinner in the Great Hall with, like, the few people who are there, and they're yes. all sitting at that little table. Yes. And Trelawney comes in and says, I won't sit at a table of 13 because the first to stand is the first to die, which comes true. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Lupin stands up first, doesn't he? Um, no, Dumbledore stands first. Dumbledore stands first. He is the first to die, and it was a table of 13 before she even sat down. Yeah. And it, that's why. Because Lupin... Because Lupin, was there. Lupin stands first once Trelawney sits, but Dumbledore already stood before, mm-hmm. and Scabbers was sitting So it there. happens twice. So, yeah. So Dumbledore is really the first to die, and that's because the table was already at 13. Yeah. Oh! So good. So that's another oh. one of her predictions that comes true. Not even a prediction, but just like a thing she says. It turns out to be real. Love it. Love it. Love so it. good. Um, and then at the end of that dinner, that's when Hermione tells McGonagall about the firebolt. And yes. then she comes into the dormitory and takes his broom away. And then mm. Harry and Ron are assholes and both cut Hermione out. Yes. So that's a summary of that chapter. A lot happens in it. It yes. I have a question. Okay. Um another from Pottermore. I think actually all of these are from Pottermore for this for this episode. Um so who is the better friend to Harry at this point in the book? Ron and so it's it's Ron's solidarity versus Hermione's protectiveness. Honestly, I feel like it's Hermione. I'm team Hermione on this one. Yeah. I know that this question has been asked before in other books, and mm-hmm. we've said Ron. Mm-mm. No, nope. Hermione really... is looking out for her BFF. Yeah. She's looking out for him. And she's she knows that, like, she, they're not going to like it, but she's, like, willing she to, like, risk to do the right them thing. not being yes. happy with her. Yeah. And I think, too, is that Ron gets a little blinded because he does like to live a little vicariously through Harry. Mm-hmm. Because he dreams of be- of being an only child. Yeah. <laughs> and being spoiled and right. given all the attention and everything. So, yeah. I think that... Yeah. I'm, like, not surprised that Ron treats Hermione so badly after the fireball gets taken away, but I'm always a little bit surprised at how rude Harry gets. Yes. To her. Like, they both completely shut her out. For a while. It's so mean. It's so mean. It's mean for Harry. Like, he should recognize that, like, she is just looking out for him. I mean, they both should. I get Ron because he's already annoyed about the whole Crookshanks and Scabbers thing. Yeah. So he's already got some animosity building. Mm -hmm. So I get him completely shutting her out. But, yeah. Harry can be mad at her for a couple days. And I'm sure she was prepared for that. But that... But that's it. It's like weeks. It's not like she took your broom away for, like, permanently. Yeah, she did She did just say that they're just checking it and then they're going to give it back. Yeah. 
Like, what if it had turned out to be Jinx and he'd gone to fly it and he would have, like, died or yeah, something? Yeah, fuck off. Like, and McGonagall seemed to think it was a good idea, too. Like, it wasn't like it was totally yes. irrational for her to think that, like, everyone is worried about Harry's safety right now. Yeah. I get that he doesn't want to be babied, and he doesn't want his cool thing to be taken away, and that yeah. he's in a very emotional and state. And they're still 13 years old. But good God! Right. She's a couple days. for you. A couple days to be mad. Not for weeks. Relax. Right. I hate it. No, I can't take it. It's not nice. There's so many times when I get it, and it's like, ha, ah, fun preteen teen drama, whatever. But, like, God, sometimes they can just be so awful to her. I know. I feel like that's one of the only times that Harry is really, truly awful to her. Five. <laughs> With his angst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's bad to everyone there, though. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is the only time where he gets mad just at her for, like, something that she did. Yeah. You know? But Ron, I mean, gets mad at her all the time. Yeah. He's a little bitch. Yeah. Not a little bitch like Ginny, because that's a good thing. Right. He's, he's a little he's, bitch. He's just, he's just a big bitch. <laughs> he's a big... He's a big baby bitch. <laughs> I love Ron. Same. I, I still say that he's my favorite member of the Golden Trio because he is a really good loyal friend most of the time, but, like, he has his moments where he sucks. Here's the thing. Yeah, I feel like he, he's got a rocky adolescence yeah. that he grows through. I think, you know, out of all of them, he has the most emotional growth mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Yeah. Because... Yeah, he is. He does act like a big baby yeah. a lot of the time, and I think, I think he really grows up after, um, like everybody does after Cedric dies. After mm-hmm. all of that, you kind of have to, right? At that point, and I mean, it's like then it's like not just dumb, really mean stuff, but like actual, just like shitty ABC Family teen drama in the sixth one and that's fine and it's whatever he's just he's just they're both of them are just terrible Mm -hmm. but like yeah in this book he's pretty vile to Hermione and then in the fourth one too he's kind of awful also to Harry and Hermione and Hermione yeah after the Victor Crumb he's got a really hard time in the fourth book for sure Mm -hmm. yeah he's yeah there's a lot going on with him, for whatever reason. And then again in the sixth book a little bit, too. With the whole lavender stuff. But, but that just feels more like teen drama. Teen romance. Instead of just being, like, outwardly very yeah. mean and aggressive for kind of small reasons. Right. Just, like, lashing out. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse to lash out, no matter your personal traumas. Uh-huh. Right? You don't treat people who care about you badly. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. No. So, yeah, that's why it's, like, it becomes hard for me, because, like, you fall so deeply in love with Ron in these first two books, and then he just sucks for a little bit. He's just, like, not a good... Not 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 a good friend, but not the, not the best friend he could be. Right. And downright is a bad friend at some points. He's very selfish. And that like gets in the way of his. Yeah, he's he's others. got he's got a very um, fragile ego. Yeah, that he needs to take the time to kind of get over. And I get it, but it's I don't know. 
I don't. I I will never ever 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 fault him in Deathly Hallows. Oh no, me neither. But this other stuff, this like petty junk. Yeah. That's that's bad. Yeah. That's bad news. Yeah. Yeah. People kind of get there, whatever. And I think like this is kind of the last turn. Honestly, I think like Chamber of Secrets was kind of the last turn for me where I didn't I didn't so much care for. Hermione sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like team her all the way through the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. You are a winner. I love right. you. Right. You know, she, she kind of grows and becomes less like of a mom mm-hmm. to everybody, which I just find an annoying trope in women characters. Yes. So it's not like specifically her. It's just like, I hate it when it's just like, you have to be the mom to these two yeah. dumb idiot boys. Right. They need to grow up and be whatever. So, I mean, like, I think that she kind of gets out of that. Ron kind of is in the middle of the series, has to go through this growing point and whatever, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, I don't know how much I can blame Harry when he just has all this shit thrown at I him. I know. I don't think <laughs> so, I can blame him. Like, even with, like, the angst in the fifth book, like, I no. think it's annoying and I get an... No. I like I wouldn't like having to deal with someone like that, but like I get why he's like that, and I don't. I would never that. ever. It's like that was a thing when I was a kid, and I like didn't quite number one didn't grasp like what puberty did to you, and then also like really didn't quite get all the shit that he'd been through when I had first read that book, and I was like, this right. is annoying. Here's being so annoying, and then reading it as like a grown person, I'm like, he's this been, kid. He's so so worthy of that anger. Absolutely, but he doesn't, he's taking it out on people that don't deserve it, so it's right. bad news. But anyway, weird tangent. I just think it's gross the way they treat Hermione. I do too. When she's doing a good thing. I know. I agree. It's not her fault. She was written to mom them. <laughs> Ugh, okay. So they shut her out for a little while. What happens um, in that time? Alright, so... Harry starts up his class. The next chapter literally starts with Harry knew that Hermione meant well, but that didn't stop him from being angry with her. And that's fine for a couple days. But not for as long as it goes on. Um. Does he start up right away with Lupin? Is that happening right now? Okay. I. Let's see. Well, they tell Wood that Harry got the fireball, and Wood's like, I'll talk to McGonagall, Harry. I'll get it back for you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then they have Defense Against the Dark Arts, and um, Harry reminds Lupin about his promise. So, yeah, so this starts up with their first lesson. Okay. So, let's discuss the stuff that he thinks about. Yes. What is the first one that he thinks of? Finding like his out happy he's a memories. wizard, I think, right? And that he gets to leave the Dursleys. I th- sad think so. No, it's his first broom ride. Okay. That's not quite enough. Yes. Then what does he think about? Okay, the, f- the second one he chooses is his feelings when Gryffindor won the house championship. Okay. Again, not quite enough. Yes, not good enough. So then I think the last one is finding out he's a wizard and getting to leave the Dursleys, and that's the one that works. Yeah. Oh, but before that, he, her- he hears James in the screams yes. from the Dementors. And he's crying. 
God damn it. Oh my god, and then he's like, I heard my dad, and then that affects Lupin, and he's like, you heard James. Well. <laughs> Did he? Or was it someone else? Yes, and so then the last one he found, he decides on, is when he finds out he's a wizard and that he'd be leaving the Dursleys. And it works. And then that's the one that works. Number one, that's horrible and tragic. Yeah. For, like, what his life was like. Right. Oh! Now, the thing that I really wanted to say before, I don't think I will ever in my life be over the fact that to himself, he admits that maybe he's not trying so hard because he wants to hear his parents' voices, no matter how sad it is. I know. Can I jump off my roof into a snowbank right now (laughs) and just, like, lay there in the cold and freeze? Oh my god. Like, my heart is frozen in ice. I know. That's not okay. That's so sad. That is one of the most tragic things in the entire world that he I know. he wants it like he craves it a little bit just to hear his parents' voices even if they're dying. I know. <sighs> My heart hurts for this kid <laughs> so much. I can't stand Who it. Damaged you. Who hurt you? Everyone. God. It is the most tragic thing I've ever laid eyes on. I hate it so much. God, it's so sad, this poor child. It's the worst. He just, he wants them so badly. He wants them so badly. This is like, the age that Harry is right now, I feel like would honestly be the worst time of your life to go through your life without having your parents, to be honest. As like an early teen, 13 years old. Awful. What a bad year for Teenagers never get along with their parents, but they still rely on them so much at that age. 13 was maybe the worst year for me. Yeah. That was a rough one. That was was really tough. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, to go through all of that and know that there's a target on your back from two separate people? Right. Oh, no wonder he's freaking out. Somebody help him. Please. <sighs> and this is like what I was saying before. Lupin tries, and you know what? He has to go. I know. Dumbledore won't allow it. It makes me so sad that, like, Harry doesn't keep in better touch with Lupin I at, know. in Goblet of Fire. Or, I like, know. moving forward after this year. Like, he's there for him for the entire year, and they get really close. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I remember when I was reading these books for the first time, Lupin came back and ordered the Phoenix, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, Lupin! Like, yeah. you're so focused on Sirius at the end of that book, so, I like, know. of course he keeps in touch with Sirius, but, like... He should keep in touch with Lupin. He should keep in touch with Lupin, probably more so than Sirius, because, like, at this point, Lupin probably knows him better. Yes, yeah, I just... Jesus. Well, maybe maybe he is, and it's just a secret. They're traveling to tropical islands together. Right. Taking their honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just assumes <laughs> that Lupin will be with Sirius <laughs> whenever he writes to him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they're, they're taking a, a couple's cruise, right? I'll just send it to one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Okay, so do we have any less questions about their lesson at all? Um, let me see if I had anything else. I think I just really needed to talk about Harry saying that, and it made me want to just... Yeah. 
obliterate myself. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nope. Good for now. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, so then he gets his firebolt back after a few weeks. Yes. Um, so things are finally starting to repair in the friendship. Yeah, but then doesn't... Oh, it it does. And then Scabbers dies. dies. Oof. Um, and again, I understand Ron being upset. I would be very upset if my dog died. Yeah. And it was another friend's pet that had, like, killed my dog when Mm -hmm. I had warned them repeatedly that that Mm -hmm. was gonna happen. Like, I'd be upset, but... They still treat her really badly about it. Yeah. Harry not as much this time. Yeah. Harry's but not as mad at her. No. But Ron is still Oh, furious. big time. And I get it. I'm not one to question a love for a pet. But it's like, Ron, your hamster was gonna die anyway. <laughs> your hamster. <laughs> Jeez. You know, it's fine. Maybe I just feel that way because I know, well, maybe he should have really died. Maybe yeah. Jank should have really done it. I wish he had. Yeah. He probably tried. He was trying, for he, sure. Oh, he was trying. <laughs> what a good, loyal cat. <laughs> so that's where that chapter ends, is with Scabbers' death. Yes. And it looking like it was mm-hmm. Crookshanks who did it. Um, the next chapter starts with, it looks like the end of Ron and Hermione's friendship. (laughs) Yeah. Poor girl. Um. Uh, yeah, she still feels so isolated, though, because it's like, Harry didn't really know what to do, but, like, he was pretty sure that Crookshanks had eaten Scabbers, and when he tried to point that out to Hermione, she was like, well, of course you'd side with him, you always do. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's true. Um, so then this is the Quidditch match with Gryffindor and... Ravenclaw. So this is when we find out about Terry, or not Terry, Cho Chang. Terry! Sorry, I got a text from my landlord and her name is Terry, so that's why that <laughs> This is where we look about Cho Chang for the first time. <laughs> Terry. Terry. Um, okay, so Wood is just like telling Harry about Cho. Um, it is like, yeah, she's very good and she's very pretty. <laughs> but <laughs> but she has a oh, shitty broom, no. so you gotta buy a new broom now. <laughs> she's amazing, she's hot, but she's got an old broom. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> she's very pretty. <laughs> oh my god. You're just speaking the truth. Um, okay, so then, then, um, Ron is, like, watching their practice, and, because he was gonna ride the firebolt when their practice is over, and then when they're heading back to the common room, that's when they see Crookshanks roaming around the grounds. Yes. Hanging out with Sirius. <laughs> Sirius. Sirius Black. And I think he only sees the eyes of Sirius, Harry does in this part, but he's, like, still pretty sure that, like... Crookshanks was with 
the grim. Yes. In that part anyway. Spooky scary. Um, so then the next day is the Quidditch match against Ravenclaw. And this is when Malfoy tries to <laughs> scare Harry by dressing up as Dementors with his friends. Also, Cho has a great strategy. She does. Just to be in the way. Yeah. That is phenomenal. And also it. sad because how telling. I foreshadowing. <laughs> no, she's so good. That's such a good move to just be annoying. I know. And then, like, if you see it, whoop, grabbed it, got it. Right. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> she's good. And Harry was just trying to, like, slowly push her off without being, like, super, like, <laughs> rude. And Wood's like, knock her off her broom. <laughs> Wood needs Harry's to like, win. But she's pretty. No. <laughs> So cute. It's cute. Ugh. Oh, and then Harry, like, shoots Expecto Patronum at Malfoy, thinking that he's a Dementor. <laughs> and then he comes to Lupin, and he's like, I did it! I'm so happy! And Lupin's like, well, they weren't Dementors, but your spell still looked good! Yeah! <laughs> That's really funny. Well, I think, it's, I think it's good, because don't they describe it as that it says they're walking on the field? Yeah. Like, you know. Like, you should know something's missed there, because they talk so much about them gliding. And right. flying and gliding and whatever. So, I think that that's, Well, like, it just says that, like, you know. when Cho points them out, it's just, like, they're, they're standing there in their hoods. Oh, okay. And they're looking up at Harry. But he doesn't even think. He's just, like, Psh. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good. And Butch is like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. So then they go back to the common room and they have a party. Um, and Hermione's just kind of like sitting off to the side. Super sad. Um, so and Harry's kind of trying to convince Ron to like give her a break. And Ron's like, no, she needs to take responsibility. <laughs> I, okay. So like, I agree a little bit. Okay. Like as the um, owner of a beloved um shelter pet as i assume like crookshanks had a rough go of it and has just been passed up and passed up and passed up um mm-hmm. you do need to take some responsibility for their uh quirks and behaviors and i think that it's not quite right of her to just kind of let him roam free when like maybe he's got some you know, yeah. trauma like it's very or clear. anything. Or even it's just, like, it's clear that, like, he had it out for Ron's rat from the beginning. Yeah. So, like, she should have kept him firmly, like, locked up in her dormitory. Mm-hmm. Unless she was, like, with him in the common room or something. You and know? I get it as a cat. A cat's gonna be independent and whatever. But I mm-hmm. just, I do agree that, like, she did kind of need to take some responsibility for it. But that's her being a kid. Right. And being like, well, no, it's a cat. That's what cats do. You should right. take better care of your rat. Mm-hmm. Keep your rat safe. Which yeah. also true. Right. It's a little rat. Keep him in a little. Keep him in his little cage or whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't do magic. Yeah. Don't just carry him around in your pocket all day. Whatever. So I don't know. I get it. I get it on both sides. But still, crazy to treat Hermione like that. Right. I know. So then they go to bed after their party celebrating the Quidditch match, and then Ron wakes up during the night, and Sirius is standing over Jesus him with a knife. Christ. This guy. Oh, and poor Neville. <laughs> I know. Poor Neville. He's not allowed to get the passwords. I know. He just has to stand out there. <laughs> that 
poor kid. I know, it's so sad. So do you have any questions about any of those events? Um, no, not any that I had here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think Sirius needs to fucking cool it. I know, he's very desperate Like, to boy, get I rap. get it, but fucking cool it a little bit. I know. Play the long game. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. Okay, so then the next... Oh, Snape's grudge. There's gonna be some okay. talk with this one. Yes. Okay, so this one starts with um, super tight security again in the school and... Fat lady's back. Fat lady's back. With some bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And... Let's see. Neville gets a howler. Oh, Neville. From his gran. Of course. Um, Hagrid invites Harry and Ron to have tea with him. Yes, and he and tells he's them trying right. to tell them to be friends with Hermione. Yeah. Good for Hagrid. That he's straight up like, it's not right what right. you're doing to her. Mm-hmm. And Hagrid would know he loves magical creatures. Yeah, because doesn't he say, like, I get people are sensitive about their pets. Yeah. That, like, that is your friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're being awful little monsters. Yeah, he was like, you're not talking to her because her cat, and Ron's like, she he ate scabbers, and Hagrid's like, no, her cat acted like all cats do. Cats are natural predators. Of course it tried to eat that rat. You gotta keep Duh. your baby safe. Yeah. Um, and so... And then he makes him feel really guilty because he's like, you know, she's been, like, helping me with, like, this, like, trial for Buck yeah. Week. And Harry's like, oh, we should have helped, too. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ron's just like, if she gets rid of her cat, I'll talk to her again. Awful. That's a good cat. Yeah. The cat's gonna keep you safe. Um, okay, so then they find out that there's another Hogsmeade trip, and so Ron's like, are you gonna sneak in? And Hermione's like, if you sneak in, I'm gonna tell McGonagall on you after Sirius broke in. And so then they get really mad at her again, and they're like, why can't you just let Harry do something for once? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how Ron is. No! She says that, and then Ron's like, can you hear someone talking, Harry? Oh! Cold! That's not right. Cold! That's not right. Oh, have you ever had someone do that to you before? It's the worst feeling ever. I feel like probably in middle school, yeah, where the drama was hot. So then (laughs) Ron's like, are you trying to get Harry expelled? And she's like, no, I'm trying to keep him safe. God. Um, okay, so then this is the trip where Harry goes, he takes the invisibility cloak. Yes. And beats up Malfoy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then the cloak slips and reveals his head. That would be and such s- a horrifying sight to see. Yes. I love that he screams. Yes, I know. <laughs> a so blood-curdling scary. scream. <laughs> what a little chicken. It's Ugh. my favorite thing. So then um, Malfoy goes running to Snape. Of course. And then Snape tells him... Snape pretty much figures it out. Kind of. I'm trying to... Sorry, I'm just looking to see how this conversation goes down. Because more happens in this conversation. Yes. Yeah, so then it's like... So, everyone from the Ministry of Magic downward has been trying to keep famous Harry Potter safe. But famous Harry Potter is a law 
unto himself. Let the ordinary people worry about his safety. And then he goes, like, just like your dad, super arrogant, small amount of talent on the Quidditch pitch made him think he's so much better than everyone else. Okay, well, didn't see you trying to be sporty. And then he's talking shit about James, and Harry gets really mad and feels a lot of rage. He tells him to shut up. Love it, love it, love it. Um, oh, and then Harry's like, I know the truth. My dad saved your life. <gasps> That's when he, like, <laughs> drops the Snape bomb. about that. And then Snape is just like, yeah, but do you know why he saved my life? <laughs> it's because he endangered it first. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, and then he finds the Marauder's Map in his pocket, mm-hmm. which he absolutely would have recognized immediately when he saw it. Um... And yes. the thing insults him, which is really funny. And he knows that they call each other that. Right. And everybody called him Wormtail. Right. Oh, my God. I don't think I'll ever be over, like, Voldemort calling him by his school friend's nickname for I him. I know. <laughs> Wormtail. Oh, what a petty bitch. Anyway, like, he fucking knows. And then he asks Lupin, hey, what is look this? at this. Yeah. Even and if Lupin he didn't know about the map, he knows those fucking names. Right. Yeah. Because even Lily called them that. Right. In Deathly Hallows, doesn't she say, like, Wormy came over today? Uh Uh-huh. Fuck off! Of course he knows. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happens here. So we get a lot more insight into Snape's hatred for the Marauders. And can I just say, like, (laughs) I totally think that Snape is 100% justified in his reasons for hating the Marauders. Yes. Like, absolutely. But, like... I get mad because he obviously can't take that out on Harry, and that's where he goes wrong. But, like, I get why he's mad, and I get that, like, having Lupin in school and having Sirius on the loose is, like, bringing up all these old feelings in him again. Of, like, the abused and bullied school child. Like, I get that. They were truly heinous to him. They were. They were terrible. Like, his hatred is totally justifiable. I get it to a point for Lupin, but, like... From what we see and know, um, he, like, it's, okay. It's James and Sirius. I'm gonna stand here and say it, that you are, you are still just as bad if you sit and let things happen. Yeah. But he wasn't actively doing anything, so I think, um, assigning students, uh, of his to write essays about murdering him is kind of overkill. Yes. A little bit. I agree. Maybe a lot. He has a right to be mad at him, but not to be, like, hateful toward him. It's been... 20 years? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't reach out and talk to Name Redacted that tore my life apart in middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't willingly do that, but if I was to be in a room with them, I would be cordial and right. kind. Yeah. And I wouldn't be awful and disgusting or ever in a way bring up a conversation of hey remember when you ruined my year right let me torture you a little bit about that yeah no no let it go let it go man so yeah i think him being so mad at lupin is not called for yeah yeah and him not not to that point he can be he can be mad 
and upset, but, like, he can't be that disgusting. I can, like, I can understand him just kind of being, like, really, when Dumbledore, like, hired Lupin and being, like, seriously, you're gonna make me work with this guy? Yeah. After everything he put me through? But then, like, the lengths that he goes to, like, insult Lupin and discredit him in the eyes of his colleagues and get him... And what he does at the end of the book. And what he does at the end of the book is awful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a question from Pottermore, okay. which is, is um, Snape right to make comparisons between Harry and James like that? No. No, I don't think so no. either. I think Harry, in this instance, is being a dumb kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's going out, but he's not He's not purposefully going around being arrogant, like, oh, I can take care of myself, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he wants to go spend time with his friends. Yeah. And live a normal life. It's really funny to me how much people, like, say that Harry's a lot like James. Because it's like, yeah, he is, but, like, his persona in school is is so different from what James was like in school. If you're going to compare to either of them, it's Lily. Yes. (laughs) Harry's not... I don't want to say James is, like, mean-spirited, but, like, he was a bully in school, and Harry's not a bully at all. Yeah, James was, like, a jock piece of shit. Yeah. Harry's not anything like his dad at this point in his life. No. He's, he's like, what James grows into when yeah. he becomes, like, a mature adult. <laughs> I just think about the part when he sees and he talks to Sirius and Lupin. He's like, and his hair. I know. <laughs> Why does he keep flipping hair? his hair? Just like, oh, God. It's, like, it's so funny how embarrassing and gross he finds James. It's but they're like, but that's not what he was like as a man. Right. Like, we I get were that all he, shit. I get that then. he looks like his dad, but that's where the comparisons end right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, he has, like, a talent for mischief, I guess, but not, like, in a bad way. Yeah. So. He's not arrogant. He's not arrogant. He's not a bully. <laughs> He's not mean. James was a dick. Have you ever seen. <laughs> this is a different book that the quote is from, but have you seen that? That post that's like, um, my father didn't strut, and then it's like James every day of his life, and it's Beyonce, like, pounding down the stage. Yes. So fucking good. (laughs) Yes, he did. Of course he did. He did strut. That's all he did. (laughs) My father didn't strut. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. That is so funny. Ugh, anyway, yeah, Snape, Snape is so in the wrong. He... This is the thing. We said this last time, and I hesitate to say it again for fear of what it will bring up. But Snape is looking for similarities. Mm-hmm. He's out there looking for it, and he's, that's why he sees it. He's determined yes. to hate him. And I'm yeah. closing that conversation. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that's pretty much all that happens in this chapter. So then he, like, calls Lupin in... And Lupin totally pulls it off, and he's just like, oh, it's probably just a Zongo's product, whatever. Um, and then Ron kind of comes bursting in and is like, I bought that in Zongo's. Harry wasn't in Hogmeade. Um, and then Lupin takes away the map, and then Hermione finds them and tells them that Buckbeak lost the trial and is going to be executed. Yep. Um, so that leads us to the end of that chapter, and into the last chapter of this section, which is the Quidditch final. So do we have anything else to discuss before we get into that? No, I just wanted to talk about Snape. 
Okay. Because gross. Yeah. Bad. Bad man. Wait, actually, can we go back for a second and just read all the insults to make me feel better from the map? Yes. (laughs) Because I think the funniest one is actually Peter. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. Okay, so Mr. Mooney, which is Lupin's, presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of other people's (laughs) business. Jesus Christ. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly git. Mm -hmm. Is it git? Yeah, it's git. Okay. (laughs) Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that ever (laughs) became a professor. (laughs) Holy shit. That's a good one. I think Sirius is a really good one. And then Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape a good day and advises him to wash his hair the slime ball. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. So good. I honestly, I cannot wait until we get to chapter two of Half-Blood Prince and we get to talk about, um... The, the whole thing about him and Snape being forced to live together. Yes. So interesting to me. Oh. Okay, good. That makes okay. me feel good. Okay, James's totally matches his character because all the other ones have really clever ones and then James is just like, and he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what was his That's again? That's funny. He just says he'd like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly git. Oh. But, like, Mooney is, like, his nose is big. And Sirius is, like, he's an idiot. How do you become a teacher? And Peter's, like, wash your hair. And then James is, like, and you're ugly. That is so funny. (laughs) And you're ugly. (laughs) Take that. (laughs) They almost just screamed, show us your panties. (laughs) Gotta wait on that one. Wrong book. Wrong book, wrong book, wrong book. It happens eventually. (laughs) That's so funny. Show us your panties. <laughs> that probably comes from them being after the same girl, though, and James would be like, plus he's ugly. <laughs> also, he's ugly. Oh, God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's just because I hate him. It's not I nice. Know. No, it him. is funny. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> okay, so the final chapter opens with us. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So the final chapter opens, the final chapter of this section, Yes. opens with us finding out that Buckbeak lost yeah, the trial. Yeah, things, things kind of get pulled together here. Things do get pulled together. Ron and Hermione apologize to each other like they come together over this. Yes. This is how feuds fix a lot, is like people like come together over like they the tragedy. They understand how stupid and small their argument was. Right. In Once the face like a of big tragedy things. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, oh, and then Hermione punches Malfoy. Yes. Because they hear him talking about it. This is when it happens. She slaps him. They're talking about it. Or they overhear Malfoy laughing about it with Crabbe and Goyle, and Hermione slaps him. Yeah, this is while they're on their way down. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep, it's on, it's, it's during... A class, like during one of Hagrid's classes, because he's like blubbering yes. and he's crying, and Malfoy's like, "Look how pathetic he is!" And she just like slaps him and is like, "Don't call him that." Yeah, I love her, and I love it. And then Ron is like trying to like pull her away. <laughs> Happy Women's Month. Happy Women's Month. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds stupid. Is it Women's History Month? Women's. International Women... No. It's just Women's History Month. International Women's Day was yesterday. 
Yeah. Was it yesterday? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so, too. Wow, horror. Okay. Um, Hermione didn't go to Charms. Her time turner is starting to catch up yes. with her. We've missed talking about this a little bit, is that she's starting to, like, kind of, they'll, like, be like, whoa, what? Weren't you just behind us? I'm fine. Yeah. We've missed a couple That's of That's been happening throughout the whole book, because yes. that even was happening, like, early. Yes. Early on. The time turner stuff doesn't matter to me until it matters. Right. So I, I never really pay attention. I'm like, Same. oh yeah, she's it's just got kind a time of like turner. A clue that something is happening. Yes. Um. And then, um, they were talking about cheering charms, and then they go to divination. And is this the one where Hermione leaves? Yes. Yes. So she storms out of class. So this is another. Thing coming true, but she storms Easter. out of class because she because Trelawney's saying shit about Harry dying again. Yeah, which is an important thing to know because I don't really remember how it goes in the movie, but like in my head it was just like she just was like sick of it, whatever. But it's like no, she's had enough of it because this woman continually is telling them that Harry's going to die. Yeah. Well, it, it does kind of happen like it does in the movie, because, like, in the movie, Hermione storms out after Trelawney was like, I knew it from the beginning. You yeah. Didn't have, you didn't have the inner eye. Mm-hmm. And but that when she... But it stems from her saying stuff about the Grimm or whatever about Harry dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then whatever. Hermione's and like, like oh bullshit. my god. Yeah. And then Trelawney's like, I knew... Indeed, I don't remember ever meeting a student, a student whose mind was so hopelessly mundane. That's an awful thing to say. I know. I mean, I know Hermione's talking shit about her subject. And then Hermione's like, But she's an adult. But she's an adult. Right. But she's an adult. Right. Speaking of drunks. (laughs) Speaking of drunks, oh my god. It's crazy, though, like, reading that, how, like, um, she totally, like, drops all sense of airiness and whatever. She gets really mean. Yeah. Really quick to Hermione. I know. Weird. Weird. It is. That's weird. an adult to a child. I know. Professionalism isn't something Dumbledore really looks for in hiring people. Not really. Hmm. No, because he picks people that like aren't great teachers because he wants to keep an eye on them and keep them close. Yeah. Oops. I hate him. <laughs> um, and then they're just studying after Easter, and then they have the Quidditch Cup. Yes. And they win. And they win. Draco Malfoy tries some punk shit, but uh uh-uh. Harry's Mm -hmm. a good flyer. Yeah. And a good sportsman. Harry's a cool jock. Harry's a cool jock. (laughs) And And that's where where the chapter ends. What is so happy. He's crying. It's the most precious thing in the world. Crying. What a favorite. What a good spot to end before it all goes to shit. I know, because I think the next chapter is like kind of the beginning of the end with stuff. So I'm really excited to read that. We do. <laughs> I'm excited. It's been a while for me, and it's like that. All of the stuff that happens in the Shrieking Shack is like my all-time fave. Yeah, it's just it's one of the best. Like she has these clues leading up to all of it. It's just and it all comes together, and it's so dramatic, and it's one of like the best like mysteries that I think she's ever done and like made. Yeah. 
good and it all comes together because it's like the the two the two first ones it's like yeah you can put the stuff together and it's exciting and like oh it was Quirrell <gasps> it's Tom Rose yeah. Voldemort like it's it's fun and exciting and whatever but this feels like a real deal like mystery yes oh and it's like you get to hear all of it and you get all this fun backstory and it's just I know. I love the Shrieking Shack stuff It's like you so get much. little hints of it here and there, but there's still a lot that's revealed that you have no idea coming for the first time. Yeah. I love it, so I'm really excited to get to the end. The Time Turner stuff is cool or whatever, but honestly, it's like all I yearn for is getting that Shrieking Shack part. I know. And that, like, I, we're going to talk about it in, in the next episode and in the commentary episode, but, like, that is one of the reasons why I get so angry about this movie and it's fucking time wasters for like mm-hmm. making this long good part so fast. Right. The Shrieking Shack is the best part of the book. Yeah. Of the whole book. It's so good. You learn so much. And it is like a two minute part of the movie. Right. Fuck. I know. I love it. I'm so excited to get to it because it's it's just the best. Simply the best. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> so I'm really excited. So, uh, yep, we are reading through the end of the book. For the next part. We forgot to say what chapters we were reading at the end of the first one. But that's fine. Oh, that's fine. You're here now. Yeah. And you knew. <laughs> it was, was on dumb. Twitter. You all saw it. It was. You did all see it and you read it. <laughs> and we all, we love you all for it. So. So. Yes. Our last part, though, we're saying it now, is going to be the rest. Yep. Finish the book for next time. There's not that much of it left, Mm-mm. but a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah, there's so a lot get, that happens. Get ready for a long This is probably the smallest section, episode. but, like, it's long a lot episode. to unpack. Yep. So, prepare yourself. Get ready. Um, and then after that, we will be hitting you up with this movie commentary that we have talked so much about. Yeah. So get ready for Prisoner. It's finally going to be here. In it's a finally going to be here. And then after that, you can probably enjoy it because I'm sure that you... Who does? Who does really enjoy Goblet of Fire? I mean, I feel like that one's kind of universally disliked. Yeah. I don't I understand agree. the Chamber of Secrets one, but I think I think Goblet of Fire is pretty universally disliked. Yeah. So that'll I be agree. a fun one. We can all join in in hating something together. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> You guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Let's plug it for a hot minute. You know where we're at. Twitter. At MyrtleBathPod. And Gmail. now on Instagram. Yeah. And MyrtleBathPod Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah. We're going to be so posting follow fun us stuff. on there. Do it. Love it. If you want to know what we look like, here's mm-hmm. your chance. We'll be doing some fun behind the scenes photos of us recording and stuff like that. It's just going to be fun and cute and dumb. It'll be fun. Who cares? It's just good times. It's going to be fun. We're excited about it. And um, what we're planning on doing here is um, taking a quick break after the commentary is out. Um, I'm moving, <laughs> so I need, yeah. I need a break for a hot minute in, uh, in April, I think, is when this is going to end up finishing out. Um, so we're going to probably take like a week off and then we're going to be coming back for a little bit, trying to do some fun stuff mm-hmm. and then maybe, um, like after Easter is when we're kind of hoping to start a goblet of fire yeah. stuff. So we're going to be doing some fun stuff. So if you have ideas, tweet us, DM us, Wee-hoo. send us an email, do it all. We love you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Love you all.